For marketing agencies and social media managers looking to prove the value of their work, I've got something special for you. Agora Pulse is not only Social Media Examiner's tool of choice as an all-in-one social media management tool, it also allows you to track the traffic, conversion, and revenue from every social post, comment, and private message. Learn how to prove your social media ROI with a free training or a free trial by visiting agorapulse.com SME today. Again, agorapulse.com SME. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Podcast, helping you navigate the social media jungle. And now, here's your host, Michael Stelzner. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me for the Social Media Marketing Podcast, brought to you by socialmediaexaminer.com. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner, and this is the podcast for marketers and business owners who want to know what works with social media. I'm really excited about today's show. I'm going to be joined by Kim Garston. We're going to talk about Periscope, the live video platform from Twitter, and we're going to talk about how your business can benefit from it. And I'll be honest, I'm not active on Periscope, but I learned a ton from Kim. Also, if you want to reach out to me, you can email me at podcast at socialmediaexaminer.com. And with that, let's transition over to this week's brand new discovery. Helping you stay alive in a social jungle, here's this week's survival tip. This week, I'm joined by Eric Fisher with a brand new discovery. Eric, what'd you find? This week, I brought to you Unity. It is a way to stream, access, and even share all of your files, music, video, photos, documents, all of it. How do you spell it? Y-O-U-N-I-T-Y. Okay, so um, what exactly... What's the application for this particular app, if you will? Basically being able to access your files anywhere and everywhere without having to use the cloud like Dropbox to do it and doing it all privately, personally. We were talking before uh, we hit record that one of the applications for this might be, let's say you have a primary computer you work on, whether it be a laptop or a desktop, and then you're out for some reason, you've got a tablet with you or your phone with you, it sounds like you can just fire up the app on your mobile device and then with the click of a button, you will see the entire kind of hard drive remotely, right, from the computer that this is installed on. Is that accurate? Yeah, exactly. And and how that works is you install the client on that, that stationary uh, computer, that includes a laptop, which those are movable. And then you install the app on your phone or tablet. And then you, you create an account, you log in, and the desktop account will scan your entire computer for all the files. Like, it, you know, all of them. Cool. And then that file structure that's on that desktop or laptop shows up exactly that way in the browser on the, the so it's app. really it really is like log me in like a remote file access kind of a service um, and what's the cost and is it only where can is it available for just Apple stuff it is completely cross-platform and it is free Wow um, that's really really cool and have you actually fiddle with it yeah I <laughs> so one of the we one of the ways that I've tried it out was 
uh, I said, well, I could listen to a podcast. I, I will download podcasts that uh, I'm not subscribed to because it's got a really good episode that I've not heard of yet. And so I'll download that on my desktop. And then what I can do is I can go to that file through my phone real quick using this app. And it straight, it, I can either download it and play it or I can stream it huh. on good Wi-Fi. The other option is, you know, say I'm out and about and somebody sent me something and I downloaded it, but I never got the chance to look at it like a, a video file for approval or something or an audio or, yeah. a, or, an or image. maybe, or maybe you're creating something like a PowerPoint deck or you're, mm-hmm. or you're creating a word doc or you're creating some sort of image or something like that. That is really, really cool. So, um, where do we go to find it? Where we go to get it. And, and the URL says it, it says get unity, G E T Y O U. N-I-T-Y dot com. Awesome. Eric, thanks so much for bringing us that brand new discovery. You're welcome. Did you know that we can deliver awesome marketing info directly into your inbox? Simply subscribe to our weekly newsletter that comes out three days a week. You won't miss any of the updates going on in the world of social marketing. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates. And with that, let's transition over to today's interview with Kim Garst. Helping you simplify your social safari, here's this week's expert guide. I'm very excited to be joined today by Kim Garst. If you don't know who Kim is, she's the author of Will the Real You Please Stand Up, Show Up, Be Authentic, and Prosper in Social Media. Did I say that right, Kim? You did, yes. Great job. (laughs) Also, you have an agency called Boom Social, which helps businesses understand how to sell with social media, and you're also very active on Periscope. Welcome to the show, Kim. I'm so excited to be here, Mike. Thank you for having me. So full disclosure, I've only used Periscope once, so I'm a rookie, and I'm guessing a lot of people listening are also rookies, so I'm going to ask a lot of beginner questions. Um, But I want to start with like, your journey into live video and specifically Periscope. Um, Did it start with Periscope or something else? And how did you decide I'm going to try this video live thing out? Well, it's so interesting because I was at Social Media Marketing World last year when Periscope uh, was launched, essentially. It was it was March 26th. And, um, you know, it was so funny because everybody was coming off of um, South by Southwest and all the talk was Meerkat, Meerkat, mm-hmm. Meerkat. And um, so one morning I'm, I'm getting ready. Actually, I had two sessions last year at Social Media Marketing World. So I'm getting ready. And on the news one morning, there is all the rage was, was Meerkat. The next morning, um, on the news was um, uh, the announcement that Periscope had been launched. And so it was kind of funny. You know, I was like, well, that's, you know, it's Twitter. Gosh, I probably should check that out. And Donna Moritz and I, um, we were on our way over to the networking event that night. And we we were on one of those little um, um, bikes, you know, where you just... Pedicab. Yeah, Yeah. the pedicab. And so we're like, okay, let's try this out, you know. And typical when you're first starting, you know, people probably see the, um, uh, the inside of your nose because you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> you know, you're, you're like, is there anybody out there? You don't have the camera turned around right. You know, typical right. first time uh, scopers. 
And we did a quick, very quick scope. Uh, and, you know, just while you're in the pedicab? While we're in the pedicab. Cool. Uh, that was our first, that was my first literal um, experience with Periscope. And, um, and then, you know, kind of went by the wayside. I didn't have a whole lot of time to focus on it. Um, about a month later, I was at an event uh, where I was covering the event as an influencer. And um, one of the keynotes was Ashton Kutcher. And I was like, hmm. I'm going to try this. I'm going to just open up my phone here and I'm going to, you know, broadcast this and see what happens. So there was, you know, I mean, that's a pretty big name, right? You would think yeah. a lot of people would be very interested in that. But again, I had literally, I didn't have an audience on Periscope. I didn't know anything at that point in time. But a few people did tune in and I was like, well, this is kind of cool. And, you know, you could see people's comments and, and you know, they were really loving the content, that kind of thing. And then my third and probably most eye-opening, um, and when it really clicked that I could use this for business, was um, I had Saeed Balki on a webinar. Uh, and I thought, you know, I'm going to live broadcast this and see what kind of... Um, whoa, you know, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. So you actually figured out a way to broadcast the webinar to your Periscope audience. Correct. So basically, I just put my phone on my computer screen and, you know, um, ha held a mic up to the sound source. I didn't know what I was doing at the time. I mean, I was just, you know, winging it. And, um, and I had two, over 200 people on that AKA webinar that on Periscope um, with no prep. No, you know, none of the traditional stuff that we have to do when we do a webinar. I literally opened up my phone. I typed in the title. I invited people to tune in, and over two hundred people um, tuned in. I'm like, and you didn't do oh anything. My. You didn't do anything other than just basically go live and with, basically with the title. Hit, hit wow. the start button. Correct. Wow. And what? What? Okay. So what was going through your mind? Like you're giving the webinar, or was it somebody else's web? It was Syed giving the webinar, right? No, it was actually mine. He was my guest, okay. and was uh, was it was something we were doing for my inner circle. And I thought, well, you know, this would be a great way to highlight my inner circle, and you know, give value and and basically introduce Syed back into my community. Right. So, um, yeah, that's what what we did. I mean, it wasn't even a visual of him; it was just slides. That's you know, it was a traditional webinar. That's it amazing. Was, and that's when it really clicked for me that, wow, this could be an amazing media, not only to deliver content, but more specifically to connect with people. You know, it's funny because um, the story of, you know, social media marketing world, I, um, it was the first full day after social media marketing world and I'm at Roy's, a restaurant um, near where the convention was and um, sitting next to guy Kawasaki and a couple other people. And I, and I see him using um, Periscope. And I said, Guy, weren't you just like all over the aircraft carrier on Meerkat yesterday? And he saw, oh, that was a long time ago. I'm full. I'm all in on Periscope now. <laughs> <laughs> and I saw how fast, I mean, like how rapidly people that were early adopters were just all in on Periscope. And um, I'm curious today, is it still, from your eyes, has it become kind of the predominant um, Twitter-based live video platform that's out there? Well, I definitely think it is from the standpoint of, you know, just viewers and accessibility. Like, you know, Facebook, honestly, I don't, you know, think whether you segment it and say, okay, is it going to be Facebook Live? Is it going to be Periscope? Is it going to be, you know, nobody really talks about Meerkat anymore. Bless, bless right. their hearts. I feel right. bad for them. 
Um, but, you know, it's going to be a, an evolution, I think. I think we're going to continue to see this live streaming application, just like Blab is is another medium right. as well. Because it's my my take that this is kind of the beginning of maybe Web 3.0 when, where it's shifting the way people consume content. You know, uh, I have heard a lot of people tell me that, you know, they don't they don't really care for webinars anymore because – um, they're boring. They don't have that live component, you know. So I think it's the rawness and the connection, and um, you know, just just having that uh, immediate feedback where they feel like they have a voice in traditional media uh, or traditional social media. It's been that. It's just been a little bit of a disconnect because you know you put po- you put your content out there and and there's that delay factor. Sometimes people engage with it immediately. Sometimes it's the next day. It's not that. And as marketers or, you know, we don't always come right back within two hot seconds either, right? Right. So it's it's just a, a shift in the way things are going. But specifically, to get back to your question, um, twi- it's I think Periscope has really given Twitter a shot in the arm that it desperately needed. And um, and I'm not just, you know, I, I believe that, but I, I was I actually did a, a tour at the at Twitter headquarters Oh, a couple of weeks ago, and um, the the gentleman who ran the tour said that you know he said Periscope is just really um, you know given us a major shot in the arm. That's awesome. Well, let's get into how you are actually using Periscope now. I mean, in the beginning, it was a bunch of experiments, as it is for all of us whenever we're trying something new, right? So, at what point did 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 it click in your brain that there might be some sort of a a method or strategy that I should employ on Periscope, and then actually, what did you end up doing? Well, there's been a your, to your point exactly, um, lots of trial and error. You know, I didn't know what I was doing. Nobody did. You know, it's still a fairly re- a new platform. So a lot of like, okay, is this going to work? Is that going to work? A lot of strategies tested, and you know, some of which were you know implemented um, and and kind of rolled into kind of my system. And then others, you know, we've just let go by the wayside. Um, but one of the things that I have really um, capitalized on is it relates to Periscope is leveraging Periscope to create multiple um, uh, pieces of content. So what I mean by that is I will um, come up with my blog topic, for example, for the week or the, you know, maybe a couple depending on what's going on that week. And I will, you know, write down my bullet points, um, you know, any research that I want to reference, etc. And then I'll get on Periscope and I speak my blog content. Are you actually developing it as you're talking it out? And then you go back and write a post on it? Or, or is it the other way around? Well, some some of both. So usually what I do is I'll, you know, say it's 10 ways to do whatever, you know, right. I'll, um, I'll, I'll jot down those 10 ways. And I basically just talk my content. And then um, when that's when I'm through with that periscope, then I will send it to a transcribe a transcriptionist, and they'll transcribe it when it comes back to me. Oh, and you um, have a blog post. Won't I you? have a blog post. Brilliant! And, Brilliant! And not only do I have a blog post, but I take that piece of content and I turn it into 50, 60, 70 pieces of content. For whoa, my whoa, whoa, platforms. whoa, whoa! Okay, now let's yeah. let's dig in on that. How did how what do you do? Okay, you get that transcript back. Talk about like how do you make dozens of pieces of content out of that? Well, it's our voice, right? That's the biggest struggle that lots of times that we have uh, as business owners is content. You sit down in front of Facebook and you're like, oh my goodness, what am I going to post today or Twitter or, you know, whatever. It's it's always about um, 
you know, people, I, I tend to think that people silo, having been there myself, you know, they silo the, the platforms and it's a struggle sometimes to come up with a lot of content. Mm-hmm. So my focus has been about, okay, how can I take, we, we create a ton of content. How do we leverage that one piece of content in multiple ways? So for example, um, you know, you'll have, we all say things in the normal course of, of, uh, of talking that are what I call tweetable moments. Like they're, you know, there's just that nugget, yeah, Yeah, that, that nugget that you want, um, you know, to be shared or, you know, so you can put, um, you, you can put that, pull those out and make visual content out of them. You know, mm, mm. you can use them as straight up text tweets or post to your Facebook page. Um, you can, uh, you know, if you have 10 ways to do X, you can create a slide share. Um, you know, just tons of ways to create multiple pieces of content from the one um, time block. You know, you're spending 20 to 30 minutes on Periscope talking your content. The problem, you know, even with a blog post, for example, it takes time to sit down and write a blog post. You know, you agonize over, well, did I say it right or would I? But when you speak it, you know your stuff. We know, you know, we know what we want to say. It's well, just, and it even develops when you get comments from the audience, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So lots of times I'll go back and then as people are giving me feedback inside of the scope, I'll realize that, wow, I didn't really cover that. I need to cover that in the blog post. So I'll augment that blog post, that transcription when it comes back and make the blog better. You're blowing people's minds right now, Kim. Yay, I hope so. (laughs) You know, and, and everybody, if you haven't checked out Kim on the social channels, she does a really good job with visuals. Um, I would venture to guess that, at least on Facebook, it's a huge part of your strategy. Am I right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I kind of have what I call a hybrid approach to, you know, social media anyway. You know, I tell people that, you know, most people are not on social media to buy our products or services. It's certainly not out the gate, you know. Uh, They don't come to Facebook and say, whoo-hoo, you know, what can I buy today? They're there (laughs) to, you know, to engage, you know, connect with like-minded people, look at their, you know, pictures of their friends and family, you know, whatever. Gain inspiration. Yes. So much of what I do is, you know, to make to, to connect with people on a human level, you know, which I use visual content to do, um, whether it's, you know, uh, humorous or inspirational or, you know, something that, you know, helps to build that first connection. Uh, it's like saying it's like a hello without for somebody who wants to go down the rabbit trail. Uh, tell us what your Facebook um, page URL is. Um, yeah, it's facebook.com forward slash Kim Garst Boom Social. I basically have branded both. It's the, my whole, it's the whole thing. Yeah, okay. in case somebody's looking for either or. And is it is it they search for Kim Gar's Boom Social or they literally type in that whole URL? Or you could just type in Boom Social and I think we come up. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. So getting back to Periscope, um, first of all, I love that you are um, essentially storyboarding on the fly, right? I mean, it sounds like you've got a basic outline and you feel confident enough that you can speak to it on your Periscope and you go for how long on these Periscopes? Usually I focus on um, trying to keep it short and sweet, but actionable. You know, I, I think people's time is very limited today. And, you know, when you have people's time and attention, it's 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 probably the best. Um, uh, it should be value-based because it's certainly valuable to them. So we're we talking like give, five minutes or 30 minutes or what? 
I usually do about 20 to 30 minutes, uh, you know, from start to finish. So what I mean by that is, you know, delivering my content and then, you know, giving a little Q&A on the backside that's that's really structured around the content that I just shared. So um, are all of your scopes, I think that's what they call them, right? Is that what they call them? (laughs) That's what I call them, yes. (laughs) And a lot of others do Okay, cool. So are all of your scopes pretty much... um, exclusively you talking out ideas that are going to make their their way into a blog post or is there other things that you're also doing with periscope they're they're no they're not all so what you know what i have found is sometimes you just really nail it you know sometimes you have a scope and you just have done a, a really good job you probably have those moments you know when you're podcasting where wow that was just a really good podcast mm-hmm. and um so what i have we've kind of developed a system and we i call them the um the half play and the full play. So the full play, if I if I come out, I have this little little studio set up where I do most of my scoping. And um, if I if I feel like it was just a really good one and I nailed it and I delivered great quality content, then I'll you know I'll come out and I'll say to the the gal that repurposes everything, all right, let's run the full the full play on this one. Or you know that one was you know it was okay, but it wasn't awesome. So let's just do you know the half play on that. Uh-huh. And or if it was stinky. I'll say, let's not even, let's, let's not even mess with that one. Ah, I see. Okay. So what I hear you saying is that you kind of judge your performance when it's done. And then you've got somebody working for you who basically takes this content and kind of develops a lot of the assets for you based on which level you give it. Is that what I hear you saying? Correct. So like, for example, you know, we could, we could uh, put the video up on YouTube, we could incorporate that uh, video inside of the blog post so that it gives it some SEO juice. You know, there's lots of, you know, little pieces, it just depends on whether or not I felt like the scope was good enough to do, you know, a full, a full play and turn it into, you know, 50, 60 pieces of content, or, you know, maybe we'll do 20 pieces of content. You know? how, how how often are you on Periscope with these live sessions? I scope daily, Monday through Friday, for Whoa, sure. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I, I do usually about 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, I'm on, on Periscope. Now, some days, you know, I miss. Um, but for the most part, I try to to stay on that, um, in that timeline. So people know, you know, that they can expect to see me and I'm going to, you know, deliver something value based to them. And that time. what, what kind of audience do you find? I mean, I'm sure there must be some metric. How do you know, like you've been doing this for a while, but in the beginning you must've had just a few people showing up and now you have a lot. So kind of help us understand like, what's the possibilities? Like how many people are you getting that are, that are coming on live since you're doing it so frequently? Well, almost on every one of my scopes, um, I have anywhere from, um, I'd say anywhere from six to 1200 people. Wow. Yeah. Now, are these like same time every day, kind of on a schedule and people know that Kim's going to be on at this moment? Yes. In fact, I I basically have chosen that time. I I started with a 9 a.m. time slot and then I just bumped it up. And I've had so many people like on the West Coast in particular tell me they wake up with me. 
you know. Ah, um, so it's, so it's 9 a.m. Like, Eastern. Yeah, and it's almost like a, um, you know, a morning show for them. Wow. It's, it's a way, you know, it's, it's just worked for me. And I think everybody just needs to, you know, test it and figure out what works best for them. But you're right. We all start at the same place. You know, we all start with one heart and one follower. And, you know, you just build that community and build that audience. I think the most I've ever had um, on a scope, we did uh, what what we called Scope of Palooza, um, uh, which was, you know, a, a kind of a combination of a traditional webinar mm-hmm. uh, that we we periscoped and uh, and we also had it live on Facebook um, live as well. And we had, uh, you know, just a ton of eyeballs. I mean, it was like, you know, 9,000 people total in all those platforms, um, you know, watching and or engaging through a traditional uh, webinar platform. And for those that are wondering what she said, meant by we all have one heart, because it's true, we all have one heart. <laughs> true that. Yeah. What she really meant was that um, a heart is like a, like a thumbs up on Facebook. It's like a like button, right? It's, it's essentially a... It's a, it's a piece of feedback that the audience gives you as you're speaking. Is that right? That is correct. So in order to leave hearts, um, similarly to Blab, where they're I think they're called props, you know, mm-hmm. you tap on the screen um, and it, it literally hearts flow up the side of the screen. So it's kind of a measuring stick, you know, as you're, as you're speaking, is the audience connecting? Is it resonating with them? If you're seeing a lot of hearts, then that means that, you know, people are really appreciating what you have to say. It's, it's social proof, essentially. Now, I know that currently Periscope has its own kind of uh, social ecosystem um, similar to Twitter, right? Right. So people follow you on Periscope and you build up a followership on Periscope. But is that critical if you have a decent following on Twitter? Can you just kind of have a good success right out of the gate or do you really need to work at building your followership on Periscope? Well, I think both uh, simply because, well, like uh, I'll use myself as an example. I did have a large um, and do have a large Twitter following. And I have found that about half of my audience is watching me live in the app. Um, You know, so there may be 300, 400 people, you know, live inside of the app, the phone app itself. And then, um, you know, there's tons of people watching through the link that's tweeted over to Twitter. Um, so there's both sides, you know, there's people who are, you know, seeing, cause now, um, that, that uh, is, uh, that's that a relatively feed, new feature, right? That's a new feature and it's going, uh, well, the, the, the link has always been there, but now the actual video itself shows up live and in the feed over on Twitter. So I've seen a, you know, a considerable increase in, you know, viewership since that. So if you have uh, a decent Twitter following, you can probably have a decent out of the gate experience is what I hear you saying. I would think that it would definitely help you for sure. And then, you know, what I have found too with, with Periscope is I have been connected um, to oh so many people who I did not, you know, what didn't know before and they didn't know me. Right. You know, so I have, I've attracted a whole new set of eyeballs, um, you know, that, I never probably would have would have had on my business if I hadn't jumped into Periscope. Now, it sounds like they're giving you statistics so you know how many people are viewing within the app and within Twitter. Is that that it sounds like that's correct? They do. And um, there's honestly their analytics are a little stinky. Um, so there is a there is a third party app out there called fullscope.tv. Mm. And um and that is just a really great platform to see not only who's coming in, you know, from what plat, whether they're within the app or whether they're on um, Twitter, 
or um, you know all your metrics. In fact, it's it's just a lot of. So metrics you're giving that, it grant. You're granting Twitter access to your account, and somehow it's tracking all that stuff for you. That, yes, gotcha. it pulls in the metrics for you, and you know it gives you a heart count. It gives you you know how when people came into your scope when they left. Oh, cool. Um, there's lots of really cool analytics uh, provided yeah, through, and it's a it's a free tool. Awesome. It's, yeah. Now. Um, there's some things that people need to know that are unique about Periscope. One of them being is that it's disposable content, right? Meaning after 24 hours, it's gone. Very similar to um, Snapchat in that regard. So, you know, what's your thoughts on that? Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Do you think that helps getting viewerships? And how do how do we as marketers maybe even get around that? Because I know there are some ways to get around that, right? Right. Well, let's talk about getting around it first. And then we'll come back to uh, why it could be a good thing. Okay. Um, so there are ways to get around it. Um, you can use a service called, um, well, the fullscope.tv is one uh, service where you can download. It captures your your uh, scopes, and you can download from within that app. There's another uh, resource called Catch with a K, K-A-T-C-H dot M-E. And they're a great little platform uh, where, again, you can, you know, it, it aggregates all of your content in one place. It and grabs it literally on the fly, it, doesn't it? Like Exactly. It get, that's cool. And everybody has their own uh, page. So people can go, as long as they have your username, they can go to catch.me forward slash your username and they can see all of your previous content as long as you... Um, you know, haven't hidden it or deleted it. Uh, so it's a it's kind of a great place to aggregate your content. Um, even to, you know, when you're first starting in particular, if you haven't figured out yet how you want to repurpose that content, it's a great place to like, you know, put it and then you can always go back and say, okay. You can download well, it later you know, maybe and upload it to yep. YouTube. Absolutely. Cool. So there's definitely, you know, some application. Same with full scope, uh, except that you they don't have you don't have a, like a landing page there where all your contents displayed, but you can still download and leverage it later. But but to go back to your question about is it good that your content expires? I think there is a couple of instances where that could be um, very value based. So, for example, if you wanted to build some scarcity in your marketing, for example, you know, listen, you know, that guys, this is going to be a, you know, a 24 hour sell, you know, because we do do those sometimes, where it's a very limited uh, timeline. Um, then you could do, you know, you could explain, um, you know, what it is, share that inside of your scope. And then obviously when the scope expires, so does the deal. So there could be, hmm. you know, there's, there could be an example, or if you want to create some exclusivity, you know, if you're going to do a scope where you're going to just deliver the goods and, you know, it's going to be exclusive, you're only going to do it on Periscope. And uh, guess what, guys, you have to watch it within 24 hours or it's gone. Right. So there are a couple of instances where, you know, it might, you know, hold some value that it's, it's a very short window of opportunity to take advantage of the content. Let's talk equipment. Um, I would imagine there's probably some funky tripods and all sorts of stuff that you've got going on. Oh, and we should also mention that l- before we get to equipment, you can film landscape or uh, portrait. What's your personal preference? 
Well, it's so funny because, you know, when Periscope first came out, you could only um, broadcast in portrait view. And I got kind of used to that. So I find myself sometimes having to really say, okay, I'm going to repurpose this. So I need it to be landscape. <laughs> um, although we have done both. We've built, um, we built a little template to make it look good, you know, to where, you know, even though it's portrait, it, it looks seamless. So you can do both. Um, you know, if you're going to repurpose it, I highly suggest just going ahead and, you know, using the landscape uh, mode right. because it's easy, you know, and then you don't have to worry about, you know, you know, building a template or, you know, any of those types of things. It's just seamless. Let's talk about equipment. Um, are you just using like an iPhone or, I mean, do you have special lenses or tripods or like all sorts of little, I'm sure there's a lot of little gadgets that you probably have. Well, you can absolutely have a lot of, you know, things, but the beauty of Periscope uh, and live streaming as a whole is that you literally only have to have a smartphone, you know, an iPhone or an Android to be able to broadcast live. So, you know... I do have um, some additional things. You know, I, I have what I call a Diva Light, which is um, Botox in a bulb is what I call it. <laughs> because it, you know, smooths out all your lines and makes you look great. What, what's the, what is it? It's a special light? It's a, yeah, it's, it's a Diva Light, a ring light. Uh, there's a couple of terms for it. Oh, okay. Is there a brand that you want to recommend? Um, you know, I, I basically just went to um, Amazon and typed in Diva Light. Oh, okay. And you know, so it's not necessarily. Uh, and where one does it mount? Another, it's on its own stand. So it's on a stand, and you basically set it kind of um, right in front of um, uh, you, right in front of you, so that it you know just gives you that nice um, lit look. And it's it it does it smooths out the kind of the wrinkles and the the blemishes, and you know you just have a nice. You know, because lighting is sometimes a problem when you're li- when you're live streaming. Is it kind of like one of those lights that surrounds those mirrors that you see sometimes? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's kind of what it is, except it's more focused. Gotcha. You know, it's smaller. Um, so I do uh, love that. Uh, you can absolutely have a sound source. And in some cases, um, I would highly recommend it. The mic on an iPhone is, or the, the one that comes with it, is, is pretty good, especially on the iPhone 6. Right. Um, but, um, you know, you can buy a, an external mic that plugs right into the bottom of your phone for, you know, $25 or right. there's a higher end one that's a little bit more, but, um, yeah, I, think, I use a road, I have a road one that's about uh-huh. 60 or 70 bucks and it sounds really good. Yeah, absolutely. And there's another one that's slightly cheaper. It's a Movo, M-O-V-O. And I think they're about 25 bucks on Amazon. Um, I think both are, you know, honestly, for what you're using it for, unless you're like, you know, out in a public place where, you know, you're picking up a lot of external noise. I think both are, are great resources for, you know, just sitting down with your phone and, and having a quality sound. Are source. you using a selfie stick or are you putting it on some sort of little tripod, your phone? I love my tripod. So I um, I use a tripod. Um, I started out with just a kind of like a, a version of a selfie stick. Okay. Um, but I have a tripod that allows me to basically have two devices on it because I'm live streaming on uh, Facebook Live as well as Periscope in some cases oh. simultaneously. Well, who makes that thing? And it's it's made by Archon. Uh, it's a r k o n dot com. Okay. And um, love that because they basically have kind of revolutionized the whole concept of of mounts for uh, live streamers. 
and they have all different kinds of, of uh, mounts. I have one that I carry with me all the time when I travel. It's got a suction cup on it. So in um, when I travel, as you know, lighting is, is usually an issue because I don't bring my Diva light with me, unfortunately. And, um, but I'll use that suction cup and I'll attach it to the window because the lighting is oh, yeah, so you get the natural light, then. natural light coming in. And that's brilliant. So it literally suction cups to the window and it has like a little arm that comes off of it. It does. And it's, is it adjustable? And it's adjustable. It's beautiful. And can you go like landscape or portrait if you, you need can. to? You sure can. Awesome. And it's expandable. So like, you know, my iPhone is, I have an iPhone six and I, then I have a, um, uh, a case on it that's pretty thick. Right. So one of my struggles always was that uh, you know these uh, selfie sticks wouldn't fit my phone without me taking my case off of it, which yeah, was a pain. I know. But this one is um, it's wider. You know, my phone fits right in there. It's it's really great. What was the name of that stand again? It's Archon A R K O N. Awesome. Awesome. Um, first of all, <laughs> this has been awesome. We're we're not quite done yet. We have a couple more questions. Um, promoting your scopes. Like some tips on how to do that. Does, do, are you a lot with Facebook Live? You just hit the button and you go live. There isn't a way to like get a URL. I'm imagining with Periscope, there might be some easier way to, to like let everyone know in advance here's where you go. How does that work with Periscope? Well, there is actually, I mean, we do advertise in advance, you know, letting people know um, when we're on top of it. There are some days where, you know, we don't get the word out as quickly as, as we can, but we've really been trying to be very proactive about this since it's made such a big difference you know, in our audience and, and more specifically our sales, because we're finding that, um, you know, people that are really tuning in to us on our, or to be on Periscope or Facebook Live, they get that know, like, and trust factor so much faster and they're much more proactive. Um, you know, they take action uh, so much faster than um, than some of the, some traditional media uh, techniques that we've used. So we definitely try to let people know in advance. Um, when you go live, though, on Periscope, it does generate a link, and it's tweeted automatically to your Twitter account. Well, let um, me ask, though, do you get a link? Can you schedule something and get a link also, or is that not no. exactly? You have to send them to your Periscope like platform or whatever to see it. Is that how it works? Right. So when I'm advertising it, I will let people know you can see me on my, you know, at periscope.tv forward slash Kim Garst. Um, that way they can tune in and watch it live from their browser or if they're in the app, um, you know, they can come in and see, see that as well. But it's not like a, um, the only link really is to my Periscope channel. You know? Got it. And do you need to have, uh, can you watch this on a desktop also? You can. Yes, Excellent. absolutely. So anytime, like, and, and interestingly enough, not only can you watch it on a desktop, but you can also watch it on Apple TV. So essentially everyone wow. who has a Periscope account has their own TV show on Apple TV. You alluded to it, but I wanted I wanted to ask you, how has this impacted your business? Because it sounds like it's had a big impact on your business. And this is like the clincher for a lot of people, right? Like, you know, they're probably thinking this is great. You know, I understand that she's got this massive audience that's watching every day. But how has it actually helped Kim's business? Well, and, you know, I just want to speak to that real quick, because for people who haven't, you know, um, yet started on Periscope, I didn't have a big following when I started on Periscope. You know, I just got busy with it. And I saw what really attracted me um, to Periscope wasn't getting on a video every day. In fact, that was like, if you'd have told me nine months ago, I'd be doing this, I would have been, I would have laughed. I'd have said, no way, because video has always been my elephant. 
Um, but what really attracted me to continuing and really pushing past my fear factor every day was the people. The people, um, you had that live engagement, that live, um, you know, feedback. And I was, I was just really loving the, the, the community that was connecting with me. Um, and so that's why I really, you know, really got uh, focused and tried to work on some strategies and figure out how I could leverage it for business. But to sum it all up, um, you know, I, I'll just get again, give you some of the stats. Um, we actually ran stats because I'm, I'm here at Traffic and, and Conversion Summit and I'm speaking about Periscope. So I had to, you know, really, um, you know, get my numbers lined up. But one of the things um, that we, and we've been tracking all of this, it has added multiple six figures to, to my business in the last uh, nine months. Wow. I think it'll be, you know, probably a seven figure uh, income stream for us in 2016. Uh, simply because direct selling for the most part directs yes direct you know buying products and services your your Um, products and services right yes yes correct okay and um you know i you know whether it's that or like we've one of the things that we um have seen is you know giving value back to the community and then you know having them um opt in so we've created about seventeen thousand new opt-ins in the past you know in 2015 um, which is, you know, pretty sizable too. So it's, you know, it's just been refining those strategies and then seeing what works and then, and seeing what people really want and how we step back into that space and deliver, um, so that we do build that equity. So when we want to, you know, say, Hey, we have something for sale, it's yeah. well received. Yeah. I got a big smile on my face, Kim, because I know a lot of people are sold now on Periscope because it's like, wow, it's not rocket science, people, um, but it is amazing. And it sounds like it's something that probably is frankly underutilized by a lot of marketers, right? So, oh, so much so, Mike. In fact, I'm so passionate about it. I've seen such a, a change in my business. And, you know, if, if you're struggling in the social media space, like a lot of people are, and or if they're not struggling, they're struggling to stand out. Um, you know, if you're in a crowded niche, if you're in the health and wellness, for example, or, um, you know, even in the social media space, it can be tough to stand out if, you know, if you say, you know, I'm, I'm a social media expert. Well, there's a lot of those out there today. So right. how, how do you stand out? What I have found with Periscope or, or live streaming as a whole, Blab, um, you know, Facebook Live, is that it is a fantastic way to, uh, to stand out. To, you know, because it's not crowded there. It's, you know, not a lot of marketers are taking advantage of it. And you can show up and deliver great value and connect with people um, on a human to human level because you can't hide behind your computer screen on, on these live streaming apps. You, you know, people get a chance to see who you are. They get a feel for you. They, they build out that no like, and trust factor at a super accelerated rate. It's so cool. So cool. Well, Kim, um, I know we could talk about this all day. But I want to give people a place to go find out more about you on Periscope and you in general. So let's start again with your Periscope um, profile and then anywhere else you might want to send folks who want to learn more about you. Sure. Uh, It is periscope.tv forward slash Kim Garst. You can also connect with me on my Twitter account, um, which is, again, uh, twitter.com forward slash Kim Garst. Uh, You can find me pretty much anywhere under my name, Kim Garst. 
Kim, thank you so much for demystifying Periscope. I mean, I got to tell you, I'm excited now. <laughs> uh, good. I hope so. I hope so. Seriously, you would be a natural there. You would immediately attract a, um, an audience. I'm just saying, you probably should try it. <laughs> <laughs> thank you again, Kim. Well, I hope you got a lot out of today's episode. If there was anything that we mentioned and you missed it, well, we take all the notes for you. It's pretty simple. All you have to do is visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash 189. You can leave comments. You can check out all the links and uh, we got you covered. Also, don't ever miss a future episode of this podcast. Hit that subscribe button on your podcast player. That way you'll automatically get future episodes of this show. And we've got some great shows lined up for you. Well, this brings us to the end of yet another episode of the Social Media Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner. I'll be back with you in the driver's seat next week. And I hope you make the absolute best out of your day. And may social media continue to change your world. The Social Media Marketing Podcast is a production of Social Media Examiner. Want more good stuff? Sign up for our top-notch social marketing newsletter. We deliver it straight into your inbox three days a week. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates.